Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast on this Monday. Uh, appreciate you stopping by again on this chapter of the journey where we are in Mark, the sixth chapter, and it was verse 20 that resonated with me this morning. It says, Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. And when Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. Today's podcast is entitled Soil Samples. Now here in Iowa, the science of agriculture is big business. Each autumn when harvest rolls around, the crop yield is a make it or break it reality for farmers, which is why I know friends whose livelihoods are spent studying soil and seeds to try and grow as much as the land can possibly yield. And as I've often confessed, agriculture is not something about which I have vast knowledge, just enough to appreciate a good parable. You know, as I've trekked my way through the great story again and again over the past 40 years, I've learned that sometimes the lesson is not in microscopically mining the minutia of the text, but in stepping back and looking at the bigger picture. Back in chapter 4, Mark records Jesus' parable of the sower, in which the seed, which Jesus said is God's word, falls on different human hearts that are each like a different quality of soil. So a quick recap. Seed that falls on the hardened footpath is like that. As soon as the person hears it, There's no place for the seed to actually take root, so the enemy snatches it away like a bird picking up a grain of seed off of a footpath. Then there's seed falling on the rocky ground. And Jesus said this is like people that that the word sprouts new life in them, but it doesn't put down any roots, and so it can't survive any difficulty when the difficult weather comes. Then there's seed that falls along the thorn bushes. Now, in this case... It sprouts and grows and has life, even puts down some roots. But because it's surrounded by the thorn bushes, the the thorn bushes like choke it and render it unfruitful, like, like a vine growing in the middle of thorn bushes. And then there's seed that falls on good soil, and it sprouts and puts down roots and grows and bears a lot of fruit, has a good yield. Now, starting in chapter 5, And continuing today's chapter, Mark begins to record stories of different people who rejected Jesus, his teaching, and his miracles. So I went back and I was thinking about it today. Remember the man who was possessed by many demons? Despite the fact that Jesus drove the demons from his heart, the garrisons, the townspeople, wanted nothing to do with Jesus. It's as if the demons snatched the word from their hearts on their way from the man to the pigs, and they told Jesus to get out of the country. In today's chapter, Jesus goes home to Nazareth. Now, the people of Nazareth listened to Jesus' teaching, and some were amazed, as if the word was sprouting some new life in them. But ultimately, nothing took root, as their hearts couldn't see past their prejudices. How could Jesus bar Joseph, the carpenter's boy, who fixed my chair that one time? How can he be a rabbi? Are you kidding me? And then we get to Herod Antipas, 
the local ruler of Galilee in today's chapter. Now, Herod sits atop one of the kingdoms of this world. He's the descendant and co-heir of a ruthless tyrant who amassed wealth, political power, and the luxuries it affords through corruption, deceit, and bloodshed. When Satan went all in and offered Jesus all the kingdoms of the world, if he would just bow down and worship him, Herod's kingdom was there in the pot. Jesus grew up knowing all about Herod's wealth and power and fortunes and women and fame. Mark then does something unusual compared to what we've read thus far in the biography of Jesus. Mark tells a story that is not about Jesus, but about Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist. It gives us a picture of seed that falls among the world's thorn bushes. Let me give you some quick gossip from the tabloids at the checkout line of the Galilean grocery store here to get us up to speed. There was this whole sex scandal in the Herodian royal family. And Herod Antipas ends up marrying his brother's wife. Now, John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, was a local religious figure who is extremely popular and extremely revered by all the deplorable religious types in Herod's constituency. John publicly preaches against the immorality in the Herodian palace. And Herod can't risk a drop in his approval rating, so he has John arrested. He even has John brought before him and his guests on occasion to hear John preach. And Mark tells us that Herod liked to listen to him and his religious rants. To Herod, John and his message are playthings. They are one more thing that wealth and power afford him. He has his own holy man at his beck and call. John is God's little vine surviving amidst the entrenched hedge of Herod's prickly power. Herod might have John preach for him and his party guests. He might have him beheaded at the whim of his lust for his own stepdaughter. It is of little consequence to Herod. He can always find another holy man. Yeah, I keep hearing about this Nazarene, I can hear Herod say to his dinner guest after John's head is carried out on a platter. Maybe I should arrest him. You know, John's sermons were always so entertaining. I'm going to miss them. In the quiet this morning, I'm reminded that Jesus had as many enemies, detractors, and people who dismissed his teaching as he had disciples. Maybe it was like three to one, if the parable of the sower is any indication. My experience is that, that Jesus' followers rarely think very much about this reality. And so I find myself thinking about the soil of my own heart. Is my heart hard and unyielding? Is my heart shallow and unwilling to put down spiritual roots? Is my heart choked, overshadowed, and or overgrown by the things of this world? Is my heart fruitful with the mixed fruit of faith, hope, and love? And as I meditated on the metaphor again this morning, I found myself mulling over the fact that the seed among the thorns and the seed on the good soil both sprout. They both take root. They both grow. The only difference Jesus described was that the good soil plant was fruitful, while the plant choked by the thorns of this world didn't bear any fruit.
And so I find myself thinking also about the these chapter day posts and podcasts that I scatter across the internet each weekday, wondering where in the world they might land. Hard soil, rocky soil, thorn bushes, good soil. I have learned that there is both grief and freedom in not knowing the answer. Such is the lot of the sower who has to wait until harvest to know the yield. I hope this lands well with you, my friend. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow.